Back to another episode of Producer Grind Podcast. Carantina JV Women. Yo. Yo. Kino Beats in the building. What's good with you, bro? What's happening, bit dog? Chilling, chilling, bro. Shit. We, we, uh, we linked up about, what, three years ago at John Boy's crib one time. Shout out to John Boy, by what the way. What do, John Boy? <clears throat> ain't, really seen you yet. ain't really seen you since because, you know, you've been going crazy, you know, Europe, Asia, touring everything. And, yeah. Like, it seems like you really have carved out your own, like, lane, you know what I mean, and as a producer. And I, I haven't really seen any other producers doing it like that. And, yeah. So I definitely uh, think that, you know you got some insight and stuff to shed on the community, you know, in that way and stuff. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, when we um, you know, of course, when we first linked with John Boy, you know, that's the big homie. You know, I was uh make, basically making moves back and forth between Virginia and Atlanta, just you know, just the, the producer grind. Just hey, come come to Atlanta for a weekend and see if I can make some moves or whatever. And doing that, and um, you know, uh, me and Lex, we really uh we started building in Virginia. You know, he came back from Atlanta. We started building. And, you know, we created this concept and we started doing these shows and the rest was really history from there. So, like, you said concept, like, there's something that y'all, like, plan, like... Yeah, it was, like, it, it was crazy because, like, um, you know, a lot of people, which is crazy, but a lot of people don't even realize that Lex is from Virginia. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, um, when Lex came to Virginia, like, I was already, like, in Virginia, like, I, I'm, like, a staple to the seven cities, to the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. So, like, I've recorded all the art. Anybody that say they want to rap or that raps in the seven cities, they came to my studio, me and Jay Bray. You know what I mean? And I literally recorded just everybody. And when Lex came back home, he like, yo, what's going on? Like, who on the scene? And his his people was like, yo, you got to link with Kino. And we linked, and it was just a concept. When they're like, bro, you know, you you produce enough records, just it, period, where you could go and DJ a whole set yeah. and they would sit and just watch your shit, you know what I mean? Right. He's like, damn, you know, that's true, you know? And it's like, yeah, but you know, I, I you know, he I fuck with the DJ and shit, but I ain't really going like DJ this shit. Like, I'm like, shit, I learned how to DJ and do the shit. Mm. And that's really like, you know, where, you know, it all kind of the whole concept of everything started from. Got you. So he yeah. kind of just wanted to be on stage. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't even a matter of him wanting to be on stage and just getting hype. It was just a matter of um, shit. So when somebody call your phone and they're like, "Hey, bro, we gonna give you a couple thousand dollars to come and do this for one hour," it's like you'll be a fool to say no. Right. <laughs> like, uh-huh. all right, yeah, like you know, he obviously good, but it's like shit. All right, yeah, go and get these bands real quick and forget the money. You get to see different parts of the world that. You know how you know it's it's hard to for us to be able to even see these different parts. You know what I mean? Like, what are some of the places you've been? Um, Paris. For, uh, I ain't even gonna say city names. Like every country in Europe, between France, Spain, Italy, Portugal, uh, China, Japan, um, North Africa, um, Greece, um, UK. Uh, Poland, Prague, mm. um, every everywhere I've been everywhere in Europe, bro. Every single country, That's all crazy. of them: Hungary, um, Sweden, Iceland, all of them. And all of them are listening to American. All music. of them are listening, bro. I'm talking about like that's what it's I'm so like. it's so crazy, right? Because um, I'll be I'll be somewhere, and we'll be walking, and I hear like a Young Thug record, and I'll be like. Hold on, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah, and I'll be like, hold on. I'll be like, yo, what yo, what song is that? And they'll be putting me on. For real? Like it's been so many times where somebody somebody showed me a song and I have to Google the song and I see that it dropped like two or three days ago. Mm. Like for real, for real. Like it just dropped. And I'm like, damn. And then by the time I get back to the States, folks is just now getting on. And I'm like, damn, I heard this shit in 
You know what I mean? Wherever. Matter of fact, I'll tell you exactly what song, too. It was a Future song. Um, uh, The one uh, my boy XL did. Uh, Future and Young Bands. The Bag. Mm. First time I heard that was in China, bro. In Shanghai, mm. China, bro. The day that it came out, they was playing that in, Sh- in a club in Shanghai, China. And I'm like, what the fuck Future song is this? This shit hard as fuck. Yeah. And I got back to the States and realized, like, damn, it's Future Young Bands. It's a song called Bag and da-da-da-da. Like... For real, bro. It's crazy. So are they singing along with it or are they just like, like, what is it that it's, they're attracted to? It's half and half. Like, they really love, like, just the American culture. Mm-hmm. So it's like half and half. Like, they love the beat. They love the energy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, And that's one thing, like, a lot of people, like, they see me go to a lot of these different places. And they're like, man, I got this artist, man. That's Man, they fit for that international shit, man. It's like, bro, it's not like... You don't carve somebody to be international because they, they watch our scene. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's really the it's the character. It's like they really pay attention to the character of the person. Like if you have that just that that certain bit of animation to you, but it's like I don't know. Like like the first thing that popped in my head when I say this is like a uh, like a little Uzi. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's that certain level of animation to the person where it's just like oh yeah, you you gotta like this, and it's the energy with the music that just right. that's you know it's naturally it draws to them. You know. No, it makes sense though. Yeah, for sure. Now I know one person you have been linking with is OG Mako, and me and Dylan always talk about this. We're just yeah. curious, like, what is it about OG Mako that has, he has such a big overseas following? Man, like, is it because he has that same energy? It's, is it like it's that? The, it's the energy, and like, it's crazy. Like, Mako is my brother, bro. Like, um, again, like first time I met him, like we met in Belgium, bro. Mm. We literally the first time we met was in Belgium. Um, I was doing a show with Lex. Uh, Maka was there. His DJ couldn't make it. And his uh, manager at the time was just going to do his set off of like iTunes. And I was like, shit, I, we play right before y'all. So mm-hmm. I'll just keep my shit up and I'll just DJ for it. He's like, all right, fuck it, run it. Mm-hmm. So, excuse me. Um, we end up doing it. And uh, I, I, I DJ for him. And then later on that night, bro, he come to my hotel room. And I'm, I'm tripping out. This is like 2016. So I'm like, oh, shit. This OG Mac. I'll be listening right. to all this shit. He come to my hotel room, bro. And it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, bro. And we sit there and we talk for like four hours, bro. And it's like, it's crazy. Like, we both had like so much like similar shit going on at the time. And we just talked for like four hours and he was just real, bro. Like, we both was like, damn, bro. He's like, man, you a real ass nigga. I'm like, nigga, you a real ass nigga. I'm like, bro, I thought you was a completely different type of person. But right. like, not to nothing, like, bro, just a real person. Like, he's really like a genuine person. So mm. we really just built that night. And ever since then, like, I just like kind of just moved into the role as his official tour DJ slash like official tour manager. You know mm. what I mean? And we just kind of proceeded from there. Mm. No, and then how did you like? Um, because these last few shows, it hasn't been you DJing for Lex or DJing for OG Mac. Was been strictly Straight, Kino. Like. Yeah, that was a um again like that was a thing that that came over years of of like just kind of staying down. You know what I mean? Like when we first started, of course, like booking the shows. You know, um, a lot of promoters were booking the shows, and it would just be uh Lex Luger. You know what I mean? And the show would be Lex Luger and you're going to the show and I'd be doing like a, a majority of the DJing, you know what I mean? And sometimes me and Lex would go like back and forth, mm. but it would be me that would start the DJing and Lex would do the MCing. And it's like, yo, Lex Luger played da 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 And it's like, yo, okay, so who the hell is this other guy? Right. So it was like, yo, my whole thing was, okay, well, like, let's make it into a concept where it's Lex Luger with Kino Beats mm. or it's like a group effort, you know what I mean? And um, it's really Lex that really put the battery in my back 
because I'm not really like like super like trying to be in front of the camera and yeah. all the extra shit. And he's like, Lex, like, yo, Kino, you a star, bro. You need to, you're Kino Beats, bro. And I'm like, oh, Kino, I make some beats sometimes. And I, and I know, <laughs> nigga, you Kino Beats. like, And I'm like, bro, all right, well, if I ain't going to listen to nobody, maybe I should listen to Lex Luger, somebody mm. I look at as the top producer of this shit. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? So that was that really came from Lex really putting the battery in my back for years. You know what I mean? And um, I was like, all right, you know what? You know, I got all these connections that I made and I'm a type of person where I, you know, I'm a social person. Like I'll speak with anybody and really just build and absorb different cultures. And I built so much with all these different places that it was just a matter of phone call. Like, hey, remember me? I came there and did XYZ with Lex or with OG Mako. Mm. And I was like, oh yeah, we remember mm. you. You were cool. Mm. You know, da 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 mm. come back. You know, we want you to do whatever. And from there I started to build my own tours and I built a um I built a, a Euro Asia tour that it started with seven dates and it went from seven dates to 20 dates Damn. just in the summer. Like I ended up, um, my last, I haven't been in America in a, in a summer for the last like three years. And actually this will be the fourth year where it's no different because uh, I'm heading to Germany in July. Mm. So yeah, it's like, that's how it's been. Like the last, like the last three or four years, I haven't, I haven't done an American summer. So the one coming up in July, is that going to be a long-term one too? Um, it's funny. I just got off the phone with one of my uh, my agents out there. It's like, it's, it wasn't supposed to be, but he was just like, yeah, uh, you know, July 5th, you got this, but July 27th, I'm like, 27, bro. Dang. What the? It's like 20-something <laughs> yeah, days. Oh, that's 20 days. Right, right. What, what we going to do between them days? He's like, oh, don't worry. We got, we got more we'll things. We we'll got, fill up the yeah, we'll fill, them, we'll fill them up. So, yeah, I, that's how, that's literally how it goes, bro. Like, I... I plan for for it to be like um, I say, you know, I just go for a few days, or it'll be like a week or two, and then next thing you know, I get out there and it'll work. And that's why, like, that's why me and OG Mako, we got such a crazy rapport because with Mako, it's the same thing. Like, Mako would be like, "Hey, bro, I got two shows, let's go," and I'm like, "All right, hold on, let me make a call or two. Do 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 do. All right, hey, bro, it's five more shows added. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, we done been like we just left Japan. Like, we we're just in Japan two weeks ago." We don't, we were in the airport and I called my guy from One Oak. I'm like, hey bro, uh, we're going to Tokyo. Uh, what's up? He's like, oh, you're coming to Tokyo? Okay, I book you in One Oak in two days. Mm. And next thing you know, flyer just is like up. That. So people hit me up like, yo, bro, I didn't know you was. I'm like, bro, I didn't know either. Yeah. I just called and they said, boom, we got the money ready for you. All you gotta do is that and all right, cool. I'm there. That's definitely like like you said, like building relationships, showing face. Bro, relationships is everything, bro. Like, for real, for real. It's all about the relationships, bro. And I, I feel like for me, I done played both sides of the fence. So that's why it's so cool for me, cause like I done been there, I done been there 20, 19, 20 years old, like with my my flash drive, like trying to find the manager at the club mm. to give the flash drive to the manager. Now I'm the manager that they're giving the flash drive to. Mm. So it's like, yo, I just played that game, but, you know, stayed the same the whole way through it. So it's like those same people I can still approach because it's like, yo, remember when I gave you a da-da-da-da? Those people are coming asking for the same thing in reverse. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's just the relationships is everything. Like, it's a marathon. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. (laughs) So what about while you're out there, like you also picking up like, like other bags, like selling beats and stuff too. too yeah, like yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, um, of course, like they always, it's always studio sessions to go in and and uh, sell beats. 
um, producer classes. Um, like we did the music producer con- convention in uh, in Paris. That was like a real big deal. I know Pops was out there. Mike yeah, we wanted to talk about that too. Yeah, that's that was that was an amazing event. Super amazing. Um, but yeah, between selling beats, um, appearance. Appearances like uh, nightclubs and shit, like walkthroughs, mm-hmm. you know, like a bunch of shit that I wouldn't never even, bro. I'm a, I'm, I'm traditionally a bedroom producer, you know what I mean? Like in Virginia, like I got a studio in Virginia, and you know we work out of the studio, but traditionally, if I could sit home and just make the beats all day and just send you the beats, and then you know what I mean, I come to the studio, you lay your vocals, and I come to the studio and I mix the vocals up and I get it right, you know what I mean? Or I like to work with people that I like to work with. That's my vibe. I don't really, I'm not really on, on the scene. Like that was my original feeling, but being on the scene like really changes a lot because it's it, it brings more money. Like mm. it's just part of the game. Was that a Honestly. weird transition going from being like a bedroom producer to being like in the limelight? Like what was that transition like? Um, that just that it it in a sense it kind of came naturally. Mm. You know what I mean? Because as I say it, like, when I say a bedroom producer is, like, what I prefer to do, but then it kind of clicked, like, yo, you kind of been doing the same shit. You're, you got to be doing this the whole time. Because I say bedroom producer, but I really mean, like, in my comfort zone of being in my studio, in my room. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you come to my studio. I'm not, why am I coming to your studio? You got 30 motherfuckers around and all this extra shit. No, bro, just come to my studio. You know what I mean? But then once I once it just clicked on me, like, all right, well... You're doing the same thing. It's the same as that thing. You're just probably in different environments. Then it's just like, all right, it ain't really no big deal to it. You know what I mean? It's part of the game. And then that's when the competitive nature come in. Like, shit, all these motherfuckers around. Like, everybody heading here got a nod. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it do it do a lot of times make for the best music. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, we know um, you got some major credits. Like, you know, you work with Pharrell, Wiz, ASAP yeah. Rocky, Give me some more. I know I'm missing some. Yeah, uh, Joel Santana, right? Yeah, Joel's, yeah. yeah, that was a, a big one for me. Uh, Jeezy, uh, Lil Yachty. Um, actually, it should be dropping the record soon. Uh, what well, the the video soon? Evander uh, Grimm and Lil Yachty. Uh, shot by Cam Kirk. Um, uh, Sauce Twins, Sauce Walker, and them. Uh, a lot of different folks. Mm. Um, but yeah, I feel like I feel like that was another reason why uh, I moved to Atlanta. And I just moved to Atlanta like a month or two ago because I feel like producer-wise, I took like a break, like an inadvertent break. You know what I mean? Um, for the last like two or three years, I've just been solely focused on DJing and booking more gigs and uh, booking gigs for other people and just doing these different things internationally. And it kind of fucked up you know, my original energy, which is, is Kino Beats. Not, like, I never, like, anytime somebody, like, put a flyer and say, oh, we got DJ Kino. No, (laughs) no, it's just Kino Beats. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's the original energy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I got to a point where I was kind of fed up because, like, the record I I produced for ASAP Rocky and Pharrell, um, that record was leaked. You know what I mean? Um, after I was told it was supposed to be for the album and then it ends up, and then it went from being for the album to being for the movie. Then it went from being for the movie to being leaked. Damn. You know what I mean? Then I did a record with Jeezy. The record for Jeezy was supposed to be the single for his album. Then it ends up on the mixtape during the mix. You know what I mean? 
And after like these happen time after time, I'm like, damn, you know, I done produced with all these people I would have dreamed to produce for, but these records, they're not sitting where I need them to sit. Yeah. Fuck all this shit. You know mm. what I mean? And, you know, I had the opportunity internationally and I'm like, you know what? Let me focus my energy onto this. And then I started to work with like huge international acts like Higher Brothers, which I call them the Migos of China, but they're like really? the fucking Beatles of China. Hey. Um, yeah, Higher Never Brothers. Never heard of them, yeah. Oh, man. Higher Brothers is, they're the shit. You know what I mean? Higher Brothers is the biggest, the biggest rap artist in China right now. Mm. Like, um, but working with them, um, it, big Italian artists like La Young and just huge Italian artists, huge Spanish artists, and just working, focusing on that market because it's like, you know, the energy is it's a, it's a lot more authentic. It's not a, a hurry up and wait game like the American hip hop scene. What you do you know mean, mean hurry up and wait? You know, you produce the record for somebody and it's like, yo, you got a placement. It's like, oh, word, that's what's up. It's lit. And you wait. Oh, okay. And you okay. wait and you wait and right, you right. I, bro, I produce for bro, I produce for so many fucking people that the world would probably never know about because I done waited. Mm. I, I got the songs <laughs> in my email, I got the songs on my hard drive, and oh yeah, nah, it's coming out on this. So it's coming out. It's the hurry up and wait game, you know mm. what I mean? And then I bet tomorrow if you do the biggest single, then everybody starts to roll out. Right, right, right. It's the hurry up and wait game. So I kind of got fed up with that game, but after doing, you know, um, doing the travels and doing all these other things, I kind of shifted my focus back to the hurry up and wait game and say, all right, I got time to wait now. Mm. Now I can wait. So now let's play. Mm. So now I'm back on my producer grind. <laughs> <laughs> but but why, why come back to the hurry up and wait game? Like when you said you got all those songs in your email, the first thing I thought of, why don't you drop them yourself? Um, because of clearance issues. Because that was, that was the number one thing like I've been trying to do like with so many things. It's just like, it's not even worth it, you know, like uh, I did before. I ain't even going to talk about the specific song, but I have before. And then I got so much, yo, blah, 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 blah. you know what I mean? So it's like you get a lot of drama, a lot of, it's, it's more, it does you more harm than good when mm. you take a song and you just throw it out. You know what I mean? Mm. It's It's not even worth it. You know, as a producer, you might feel like, man, I need to get this out, but Bro, if the if the artist or the label that the artist is working with is not involved or fucking with what's going on with it, bro, don't do it. You're going to play yourself and you're going to blackball yourself. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's what you don't want to do. So that's why it's just like, all right, well, I just got to sit on it and wait till that time comes around or that connection comes around. It's like, hey, bro, you know, we got this record we need to do whatever with. But And then um, the other thing is, you know, DJing these places and going to all these places, that's that's good and that's great. But, um, you know, come a time, you, you you want the hardware. You know, some pictures overseas is good, but, you know, you want the hardware. You need the gold. The you need the platinum. You need the, you need the plaques. You know right. what I mean? You don't want to be 60 and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I used to Paris. I used to go out there and, you know. <laughs> but I mean, shoot, yeah. if the money, if like, okay, so what if, I mean, the money, obviously, touring, the, the highest paid DJs are like the EDM producer nonstop. Right. So, I mean, what's a black when you're making all the money at DJing? Like, right, right, right. And, but it's a balance, though, because at the end of the day, even, like, with them, now you're talking about a whole different tier, you know what I mean, with the EDM guys. But at the same time, even for them, you see, they still work on projects too. True. And they still work on records yeah. because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I don't give a damn if 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 they give you $100,000 or a million dollars to DJ that one gig. After that gig, the gig is over. They want, mm. the, they want something new. 
Yeah, not you. only and not only do they want something new, but you get home and you start spending and you start mm. doing X, Y, Z, mm. and it's like, bro, okay. With that record, once that record is there, that record, you know what I mean? It's always gonna keep mm. going. Mm. That check keeps on coming. So DJing is like, it's great, you know what I mean? You could get good money doing it, but shit, after you get back home off a tour, like me personally, I'm just always a what's next person. So it's yeah. like, all right, yeah. Like, I'll be talking to Mac. Mac will be like, bro, we just da 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 da, bro. You good, bro? Just no, bro. What's next? Right, right. You feel what I'm saying? Because shit, you could. I mean, yeah, it just is what it is. You know, when you, it's it's different. Like, and like I talked to all my producer friends about the same shit, and they're like, damn, bro, man, you going all them places, da da da, man, it's lit. And I'm like, bro, you got a song on the radio, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, bro? Like. In two, three months, you finna get this check. Three months later, you finna get this check. Mm, right, These right. three months, you about to get this check. You about to get, fuck this little shit. This shit, once it's spent, yeah. I got to go back out there and recoup. You know what I mean? Like, your shit is going to come. You can sit on your couch and play 2K. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, for real. So, that's really how that go. But now you got an advantage, too. So, when now that you're back working... Once those songs do, you do start hitting. You got that pipeline where the producers, they can't just call and get a tour in China and exactly. Japan. Now you can go collect the bag that comes with the hype from the right. song and all that. And, that, and that's really that's that's really the whole method to the madness. That's that's really the method to the madness. For years, I've been supposed to like um, come down to Atlanta and just kind of be in the energy. And I didn't feel that the time was right. And I feel like now is the perfect time. And I said I didn't... I said I didn't want to tour at all this year. I said the only thing I want to do is producer work. Like, I just wanted to stay in the studio. Like, I, I shut down my phone for everything. Like I said, I only want to get back to it. Like, that's my only goal this year. Excuse me. And then I got the phone call about going to Japan. I said, I had to go to Japan. He was like, ah. Yeah, I had to go to Japan. <laughs> I had to go to Japan. I ain't been to Japan. It was something I had to do. Oh, you never been there yet? Nah. After all this, like, I've been to, man, I've been to about... 20 cities in China, but I never went to Japan. Mm. Never went to Japan. So once I got the call about Japan and um, and Korea, I had to do that one. Mm. But what about... No, go ahead. Oh, I'm going to ask you a question. So when you work with these artists in like Asia, shit like that, and they speak a different language, so we all get in the studio, how you make sure they're not saying some bullshit or... How I you ask, bro. I ask. And that's why I think a lot of them fuck with me because the thing about it is, bro, like, and naturally, bro, I'm I'm Jamaican, bro. I was born in Jamaica. And uh, Americans are assholes, bro. A lot of Americans are assholes. And that really be the issue. So when I get to build with them, it it be it's like a different type of energy because a lot of Americans are like, man, look at that ching chong chong. What the fuck are they saying? Ah. <laughs> and it's just like, yo, bro, like. You in they you in they city, bro. Yeah, you can't right. just catch and they're and some of these, bro, I'm talking about. Europeans, some of the Europeans and some of the Asians, bro, these are the best. Up to now, bro, I got people I know my whole life, bro. If I call them and ask them for something, nothing. If I call my friends from over there, bro, they will give, they will cut their arm off and be like, here, bro, <laughs> take my arm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. So, like, that's always my energy, bro. Like, I might have somebody that I that I know out there that's like, yo, what it, or I just ask them, like, bro, what you what are you saying, bro? Like, I like the the vibe of the song because the energy is the same, bro. Like, they right. vibe off oh, the energy. Okay. So mm -hmm. it's like you're hearing it and da-da-da-da-da-da. Huh, da, da. You're like, oh shit, this shit riding. But what are you saying? <laughs> right. And yeah, they'll yeah. come and they'll be like, okay, I say, dun, 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 but this really means da-da-da-da-da. You know what I oh, mean? Word. And then I might have my homie with me that's from there that have, that have helped translate at the same time. And when they're saying, they're like, yeah, bro, he's saying, he's like, trust me, bro. 
He's snapping. Yeah, he's going crazy. And I'm like, all right, I feel it. You can feel it in your gut, bro. Music don't change, bro. It doesn't change, bro. My sisters, they love, I don't know who these dudes are, but it's like, not BTS or something in Korea. It's these Korean dudes. Bro, their trap beats, their music is so hard. hard. I don't bro. even know. Yeah, I don't know bro. not one word they're saying. Sometimes they'll bounce from Korean to English, English and yeah. then bounce back. I'm like, <laughs> but then they also they got the the whole dance, yeah, the dance moves. Moves. like yeah, they got yeah. everything going. They got so. so much, so much energy, man. So much spirit, bro. It's like yeah. it's like it's crazy, bro. For real, for real. It's bro. like Backstreet Boys dancing and then Migos mixed together with the vibe. Like they just put on a full performance. Which we we'll call it the the average person over there? Would you say they listen to more American music or more there? Or like, I um, it depends on where you where you're at because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of everybody in the world listens to American hip hop. Mm-hmm. Everybody and like it's sometimes when they will play something and that's why that's why I always tell people like, bro, just run your race because. They'll play me something, and I'm like, what's that? And they'll be like, oh, it's Lil JJ. You don't know Lil JJ? I'm like, nah. And they'll pull up the SoundCloud, and it'll be somebody with 800 plays, bro, or mm. 400 plays. Mm. But the song would be hard as fuck. Mm. And it'll be somebody in, in Kentucky or Alabama. <laughs> or, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, how did you find this? Yeah, it was I probably don't on Lil Nas way before. That's what ever, I'm saying, bro. Like, it'll be, it'd be people, it'd be people, it'll be shit you would never imagine, bro. And then it made me think, like, you never, you ever watch, like, certain things online and you'll see, like, um, somebody a comment and be, like, showing love from Belgium or whatever. Yeah. Like, these are real people, bro. Right. They're really fans of, of the music and they're playing this shit every fucking day, bro. Yeah, you don't even think about it like that. Yeah, you never really think about it. But it'd be people that's, like, that they, they're really fans of the music more so than, than I think we are a lot of times. You know what I mean? But, um... You have like French culture, which with France, they have the number two uh, hip hop scene in the world. Mm, and what? I, I, yeah, France is crazy because in France, they actually listen to their own shit. They're like, out of all the places I go to, I feel like out of everybody, them, they listen to more of their own shit than anybody else in the world. Mm. So you'll see a car ride by and, and it's nothing, it's French, but you know, they got Grajor, they got, um, Booba, they got all they got huge artists, bro. That if you Google Ninska, if you Google these guys, bro, like they have more views. Like if I show them somebody that's popping from here, they'll look and be like, oh, a hundred thousand views. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. What is a hundred thousand? Like their their artists get two, three, four, five million in a few days' time, bro. Mm. Yeah. Like their scene is booming. And then their producers, a lot of my homies, like Pyro Man, Chapo, like a lot of their producers. Their producers produce for a lot of American artists too mm. because of the fashion culture. Mm. So now you have like ASAP Rocky, Playboy Cardi. Mm. Um, right now as we speak, I know Gunna is over there. My boy just called me yesterday, said, um, I so yeah, Trippy Red just landed. Trippy Red's out there. Um, all these guys, and they're working with with all the different uh French producers and stuff that's out there. So they're like killing it. That's why I love their scene because they will have fucking, they have a top placement in America. In a top placement in France at the same time. Mm-hmm. And Dang. billions of views both ways. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really crazy, man. The world is big, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the world is not small. Don't let nobody tell you that lie. The world is Dang. big. I wanted to ask why you thought, you said now was the time for you. You're back in Atlanta. You want to work on music. Why Why, about, why now? Um, I feel like I got in like a certain, uh, a certain space where... Like I said, like I was, I felt for years, I always felt like, man, I'm aspiring to do this, aspiring to do that. And I just, 
I, I finally got to a point where I was just kind of owning the shit that I did. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's, it was more so a personal thing more than anything. You know what I mean? Because I started to realize like, damn, like some of these people that I call like my friends and my peers are like, they who I would years ago, like we were just talking about um like uh, Sunny Digital Studio earlier, like years ago before starting, I'd be like, damn, man. Ah, Sunny Digital, that's crazy. That's somebody, like, Sunny just came to the crib, like, two, three weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like, these different, Young Chop, like, that's somebody I could text, yo, Chop, what, you know what I mean? Yeah. These different people, like, it's like, I'm texting and getting a response back immediately. Like, we chopping it up, we kicking it. It's like, yo, okay, well, maybe it is, maybe, maybe it's time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, before, it's like, damn, like, I'm trying to get to, you know, these different places, but it's like, the Le Lex Luger comes, you know, it's all these different, these different, like, not to say that, you know, you necessarily need um, these different people to, to, to like, to, to prove that you're at that point, but it's just kind of something you just can't ignore. Like, all right, yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, you got to believe in your own self and realize, like, yo, all right, now it's time, you know what I mean? And I just felt like, I just felt it, you know? Um... Last time I went overseas, I spent four, I spent four months in Italy. Um, well, between Italy and a few other places. And spending that time, I realized like, yo, I could do anything I want here at this point. Like I've really like, I got to the, I got to like really hone their market. And I said, it's only one thing missing. And that's these American records. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, in order to, to really nail these records, I need to be in the heart of this shit. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Like, being, being coming back to the source of everything, you know what I mean? I could go to Virginia, of course, but it's still like, I, I, I have to be in where the scene is at. And it's simple things. Like, I'm in Atlanta now, and I'm, I'm walking through the mall, and somebody, dude, stop me. Yo, what's up, bro? Damn, Kino, I ain't seen you in a minute. Man... Man, you you been gone, man. I didn't even get to send you the record we did. And I'm mm. like, what what record? Man, it's a record, man. Rest in peace, God bless the dead. But it's a record we did. With, man, it's, it's me, Bankroll Fresh, and Tracy T, bro. Like, mm. Tracy, um, Bankroll Fresh had it on his hard drive, man. I got to get it to you. Bro, how the fuck? <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, it's a bunch of those different situations that if I'm not in this city, they go, they out of sight, out of mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the people that, that keep up with what I'm doing is people that's tuned into my social media. So if you're not tuned into my Instagram or my Twitter or whatever the case may be, you have no idea what's going on until somebody says, oh yeah, you don't know him. That's him that be doing that, da, 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 you know? So now is the time to come on the Producer Grind podcast and, you know, sh shake the hands, kiss the babies, and really be in the mix. Like, All of that. <laughs> Bill billboards are going up. Yeah, billboards are going up in the city. Yes, what's sir. We got a billboard on um, Peachtree and 8th Street in, uh, what's that, Midtown? Midtown, downtown, whatever yeah. the hell that is. But Peachtree and 8th Street, got a billboard in North Drew Hills. I'm campaigning, man. I'm about to do, I got the Work As Usual project I'm about to drop. And basically, like, like, I, like I was just telling my partner, like, I'm kind of, I, I'm treating myself as a new producer. It's like, fuck all the other placements that's years ago. It's about what you got going on now. So I'm treating myself as a brand new producer. You know what I mean? I, I'm working the scene uh, from the bottom up. So for my project, like, I'm working with a lot of, like, ATLs, like, just just underground street guys that I always felt, like, should have been bigger than what they are. Like, I got, um of course, Mako's on the project. I got Madman Savage on the project. Uh, Tracy T, 550 Paper Trail, Runway Richie. Uh, Young Dro, uh, Rico Reckless, uh, um, just a lot of 
just a lot of underground cats. And I just putting that out there, like that's my first, um, just kind of like my introduction to Atlanta. I'm going to drop that and then just start just... I'm just dropping periodic singles and just, you know, just campaigning, bro. Like, that's the whole wave right now. Sounds like you, you're a producer that's not afraid to work with what you got. Yeah, exactly. Got to. Got to, man. Can't wait, bro. Ain't nobody... Yo, so I just seen somebody say, opportunities don't have legs, bro. Opportunities is not going to walk to you, bro. You got to, you know what I mean? You got you to gotta go out and, and grab it, bro. And it's crazy how I do it. Like, I... I'm, I feel like I'm someone that's able to work so much more with less, you know what I mean? Because mm. even with whatever I got, bro, I know how to go and get a check for it, you know? And that's a, that's a whole different level of education that a lot of people don't understand, bro. Like, right. people don't, like, these these people that have the, the, the money to give us, and that's why I love the idea of a producer union, but the people that have the money to give to the producers, they're not looking at the names or they're not looking at, you know what I mean, whatever, like, oh, so, oh, you work with so-and-so, oh, that person fell off or da-da-da-da-da. No. What they're looking at is, okay, who is this person? Oh, okay, they have this music video with 50 million plays or oh, it's 100 million plays here. Oh, it's however many million plays. Oh, we could probably monetize this. So since we can monetize this, we're going to give you this amount of money because we believe that what you're working on can be monetized in somehow or some fashion. And what do you mean? Who are these people that you're talking about? These people you got to meet. <laughs> like, what, like, like, like people? Like, like um, distribution companies, um, marketing execs. Uh, really, really, um, you know, the thing about it is you, South by Southwest, South by Southwest, uh, A3C, and uh, any of these conferences, I just recommend the people to go there and just shake hands, bro. Don't, Stop looking at the chains. The people with the chains a lot of times don't have the money. Mm-hmm. It's the people without the chains that Whoa. have the bag and they're trying to meet new producers. So a lot of times, like, that's really what it is, you know, meeting people, meeting, um, yeah, meeting people that work for these different companies and just, like, building the actual relationships with these people to, to you know, get these different things, campaigns out of the ground. Mm. Yeah. Real shit. Yes, sir. I want to take it back to where all, where does all this begin? How did you even start all this? Like, when did you get into producing? When did you get the idea of of DJ? Well, we talked a little bit about DJing, but I just want to know, like, where does this all begin? Where yeah. is this your original goal? Like, like I said, like my my original goal, which is why, like, I'm back to what I'm doing now on the grind. Is my original goal is Kino Beats, the producer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I started as a producer from from middle school. Like, I never worked a job, you know what I mean? I'm 28 years old now. I've never, never worked a job. I've always produced, always done music full time. Um, I started, you know, recording in the crib. Everybody came to my house after school and they did their projects there. And uh, moved forward from there. I met Jay Bray, uh, which is my partner up to today. And uh, me and Jay Bray, we worked for years and, and we created, we had a studio in Norfolk, Virginia, which is home to thousands and thousands of artists from mm-hmm. the area. So up to now, I have three, 4,000, like, 757 artists in my contacts, like, and they all came to us to record. So that's what we were doing for years. And like I said, fast forward from that, doing that for years, I met up with, uh, met with Lex, and me and Lex Luger started to build. And then I had the epiphany about DJing, which is something I never considered, bro. Mm-hmm. And I look at I look at um, I look at me starting to DJ just like people using Fruity Loops and people using um, Loops. Period. Now because 
when I started to DJ, I was you. I came in. I said, you know what? I could use the um the controller because mm-hmm. it got pads on it. It's just like producing. It's simple. And every DJ in my city told me, no, bro, you're not a real DJ if you do that, bro. You got to use vinyl. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I remember when I first started doing beats and everybody with the NPCs and the Triton yeah. told me I'm not a real producer because for using Fruity Loops. Yeah. And now the radio is dominated by Fruity Loops. So I'm pretty sure that technology is going to have it that these controllers is going to be the next wave. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. So I started, I learned how to DJ with that. And then now I'm to the point where, of course, I can use the CDJs and I rock out with that. But I started DJing with a controller and, you know, we just started you know, torn from there and it just, like I said, mm. it went on from there. Back up a little bit. How did you link up with Lex? Um, yeah, like I said, my uh just being just working in my city. Like nothing, nothing ever beats being you in your city, like having a strong base in your city. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And just for me having a strong base in my city, it was just natural. Like I just my boy called me one day, it was like, yo, pull up to the studio, Lex over here, you wanna meet you. I'm like, I right, bet. You know what I mean? Pulled up to the studio. My boy Lex was there. Raja was there. We was at um, a studio called JDM Studio at the time. And we just pulled up and started working on beats that night. I'm like, oh, shit, making beats with Lex Luger. It's, it's all right. You know what I mean? And me Absolutely. and him built the rapport. And, like, that's my dog. You know what I mean? Like, that's my brother. So we, like, it's really as simple as that. But my biggest thing, too, like, if I could just throw a gem out there, I feel like, um, I feel like a lot of times people have like these entitlements and they feel like that they, they're doing something that's so good that people should just fuck with them just cause. And I feel like the number one thing you could do for anybody is make them money, bro. If you bring money to the table, then, you know, it just builds stuff. Like, I, I don't know. It's just a sidebar because like, I think about like, um, like me first working with like a, a, a Sunny Digital, right? Like Sunny Digital, I seen that Sunny Digital was in my city. So the first thing I did, instead of reaching out to Sonny, which I was cool with his manager at the time, instead of reaching out to Sonny, I said, yo, how can I how can I help this guy while he here? You know what I mean? I'm a fan of his, but I'm not, yo, bro, I love your music. Let's hang. No, bro. You feel what I'm saying? All right, let me see who who in the city. Da, 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 da. Okay, cool. Hey, hey, Sonny, um, I got these dudes that's trying to buy some beats. Oh, shit. That's what's up, bro. Goddamn, pull up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pull up. They spent a couple bands with Sonny. Now it was like, okay, I trust you. You know right. what I mean? Next conversation, yo, bro, I got, I got my people's out in China. They want you ever been to China before? Yo, my people's want to book you for a show in Shanghai, China. Oh yeah, I'm gonna come do that. You know what I mean? Like, and then while you're doing that and you're building a business relationship, then you say, oh, bro, you actually cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now we partners. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But it's like at the end of the day, it's like. Everybody is on the grind. Everybody's trying to do what they're trying to do. Like, so it's, if you're not bringing nothing to the table, then you can't sit. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your point at the table if you ain't bringing nothing to it? Like, we don't need no new friends. We grown. People got right. kids mm-hmm. at this point. Like, right. nigga, nigga don't really need no new friends. Just to hang out. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, like, we can hang after we got, after we put, get some business done. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the big thing. Like, a lot of folks, like, always fuck up on, like, folks that just hit you up on DM. Like, hey, bro, let's work. Right. For what? You know what I mean? What are we working for? Right. Like, what do you bring something to the table first? And you know what I mean? Like, I just, random, I just had a dude just hit me like, yo, I'm going to pay you to do a collab. All right, cool. He paid me for the collab. His shit was fire as fuck. 
he sent me like seven different joints. He's like, yo, pick from the seven. I ended up doing five out of the seven. I was only supposed to do one, but mm-hmm. shit was hard. Word. So it's like sometimes where you got to put the money where your mouth is, bro, mm-hmm. and then you could build relationships that last because them out of them tracks, I'm going to shop them out and they could be something. You feel what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Preach, man. Yeah, it's a, those are investments, it's a, not no. Yeah, I'll, I'll re-upload your shit to Instagram. Right? I'll, yeah, I'll write your bro. name in the description. Right, yeah. <laughs> upload like, to our website. We'll uh, five thousand promo pack. You know, exactly. Like, like nah, man, make <laughs> real investments with with real people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like actual people. Like <laughs> that's that's the name of the game for real, for real. Nah, that's real shit. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, let's talk a little bit about Virginia because I always hear a lot about you know. The greats, the greats of Virginia. I know about you and Lex. I know about Pharrell, but I'm kind of really, I don't, I don't really, uh, I'm not really in tune with the history and oh, all that man. going on. Virginia, it's just like, uh, it's just like Pharrell said, it's something in the water, man. Like, I feel like we hone, we hone this shit for real, but there, it's never been like a, a a big enough platform for people to see how big Virginia really is, and that's been a thing. And I feel like, and we've been trying to do this for years. But without without it to work on a political level, it won't work as it's supposed to. And when I say that, I mean as far as we don't have any sport teams in Virginia. There's not an NFL team. There's not an NBA team. There's not a uh, what what I leave MLB. MLB there's none. There's it's no really going. Yeah, on. there's no major sport team. And people like every time I say that, people are like, what do you mean? I'm like, ah, right, you gotta think about the fact that. If LeBron James is in your city, you have an excuse for this big, this other big name to come to your city mm-hmm. because they want to see LeBron James. Now, if that big name is in your city, then somebody is going to pay them for the after party for the club. Now, if somebody paying for the after party, then you might have somebody pay for a feature. And then it just keeps on. Or that big name comes to the club and he sees so-and-so per- performing and he says, I like them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Those, they don't happen in Virginia. Mm-hmm. It's just us. It's just us on us. But... What happens is a lot of times, like, us trying to seek that next level, um, we have to leave We have to leave our hometown to make it, you know, bigger than life. And then upon leaving, it kind of get, get lost in the mix because you have so many people that think Alex Luger is from Atlanta. It's so many people that think Young Land is from Atlanta. Fact, Young yeah, Land is a Virginia nigga. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? Shout out land. Land. the land. Shout out to Traumatone, my brother. Like, oh, Traumatone is from, from Virginia. Yeah, wow. You feel what I'm saying? That's what I'm like. You got 808 Ray, Grammy nominated. He's from Virginia. You got Lee Major. He's from Virginia. Mm. Like, you got a lot of these producers that come from Virginia, bro. But at the end of the day, what Virginia rap artists do you know? I can't think you of You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And we got a lot of them. We have a whole lot of them, but it's just, there's no, it's not a big platform. So that's like what we try to create. And, you know, it's like a lot of, a lot of uh, um, people in Virginia do have a lot of, uh, give a lot of flack to the people that, that move forward in their careers as mm-hmm. the Timberlands and Pharrells. Cause they're like, man, y'all don't show no love to us. Da, 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 da. They say that all the time, but it's like, it's kind of hard because you can't show love while you're there. It's nothing. It's, I can't give you nothing that I don't have. I got to go out and grab it and then bring it back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, you know, it was inspiring. If I don't know if, you know, people are familiar with like Pharrell doing the Something in the Water Festival. Like that was inspiring. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Something in the Water Festival. He brought he basically brought out um, Migos, Lil Uzi Vert. Um, I was out there with Cap G, my guy. Um uh, Snoop Dogg was there, Lil Duval, Teddy Riley, um, Pusha T, of course, performed, um, Diddy Sons, um, Trinidad James was out there, um, 
met everybody. Bro, he brought everybody to Virginia Beach. You know what I mean? Like he right. brought them straight to our oceanfront and it's a place where we always have casualties every year when they have this, these uh, events at the beach. There was no casualties, no anything. You know, so that was an amazing just effort to 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 bring something major light to our area. And then, um, yeah, bro, it's like we have a, there's a scene there. There's definitely a scene in Virginia. There's a definitely a lot of people that's coming up. And, you know, if you tune into my work as usual project, you'll get to catch some of the Virginia artists that's working. Most mm-hmm. definitely. You know what definitely. I mean? So, yeah, that's what it is, man. Uh, just a platform, man. Really creating a platform for them to really grow. Mm. Real spread out too, because it's so, you said it's seven cities, right? Yeah, like my area is the seven cities, Hampton Roads. I'm from Norfolk, Norfolk, Virginia. Oh, so you said like, seven cities? Seven cities. Oh, okay. Seven cities. So we go by the 757. But mm. um, but even like some of these guys that I know uh, that I named is kind of weird because like like Young Land is from Richmond. That's the 804. He's not part of the seven cities. That's 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 an hour and a half from us. You know, what I mean? we're still connected, but it's like the way Virginia is set up, it's like a lot of division in Virginia because people will say Virginia and they'll scream DMV, but we're right, not right. DMV. You know what I mean? Like, like DMV part, is right? DC, Maryland, Northern Virginia. Word. We're 757. We're South of Virginia. Like we're the Southern side, you know? So we got like our own campaign. And when it comes to our area, like, yeah, as far as representatives, like me and Lex represent that 757 area. Just as I look for in the 804, I look at um, land representing that area. Um, my dog Traumatone, he's from Charlottesville. That's 434. That's a whole nother area code. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got people I grew up with my whole life. They can't even tell you where Charlottesville is at. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, that's just that's just what it is. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when we leave out and we go to these different places, Virginia is what, what we represent. You, you know right. what I mean? And yeah, something in the water. Like, we really, we do this shit for real. It's like we we do it because we don't have no choice to do it. You feel what I'm saying? Like ain't shit else to do. We finna goddamn it just like push and say, like, ain't shit to do but cook. I'm from Virginia. Ain't shit to do but cook. Like, either you gonna cook crack or cook some beats. <laughs> like what you what you finna do? You know what I mean? And you know, we did we did the beats and it worked out. So So if you're a young producer in Virginia, what do you do? Man, you they gotta they 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 spoiled, bro. I, I ain't even gonna say they. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, a part of me as well because we got the internet, bro. So I ain't even no excuses, bro. Like, like I caught a lot of placements off of the internet, bro. Mm-hmm. This is the power of the internet. You know what I mean? You utilize the you utilize real life. You utilize the internet. You um you make real sacrifices. You make real sacrifices, and um yeah, bro, like. That's that's the number one thing. Make sacrifices. If I could drop a gem or anything, I'd say make sacrifices because that's what a lot of folks is scared to make sacrifices. Like they say they want to make it, but nobody wants to make a sacrifice to make it. Mm. Get what I'm saying? Um, I got stories for days, bro. So stop me when I'm talking too much. (laughs) (laughs) But I say like like um, within like the first year of uh, of meeting uh, meeting Luga. We got them. He tells me about uh, Fool's Gold, a show in Atlanta. And I'm like, uh, damn, man, I want to go to this show, man. But I just, uh, I was I was in school at the time. I was at Norfolk State University and uh, I had paid, I was paying my shit out of pocket. Like I didn't, I'm not paying no Sally Mae. Like I paid my, all my shit out of pocket. And I had, I just paid that. I just bought a bunch of studio equipment. I just bought a bunch of shit. And... 
I'm like, man, I don't know, man. This trip is going to be a bitch, but I got to show this guy that I'm serious. You feel what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to go. And I went down there and it was a sacrifice at the time because I'm like, man, I'm really slick fucked up, bro. And I'm hitting people, yo, come with me to Atlanta. Hit me, come to me Atlanta. Nobody wants to go. Nobody want to go. I'm like, fuck it, all right. Like, not even want to go. Everybody's like, yeah, bro, we going to go, bro. We going to go out there, man. We going to go to, we going to throw money in the strip club. We going to, ah! All right, bro, you ready? Man, you know I can't eat. All right, bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> and that's what niggas always do. So, we end up going, I end up um, going down there and meeting Lex. Like, yo, bro, I told you I was going to pop out, bro. And that show, bro. It's fucking, uh, it's Lex, it's Southside, it's Sunny, it's Metro Boomin', it's TM88, it's Young Thug, um, it's Travis Scott on, this before I even met Mako, but it's Travis Scott and OG Mako performing together, um, T.I., uh, man, it's everybody in the game, bro, right there, bro. And I feel like that was like a pivotal moment to just show me like, one, this is a good market to be in because these are all people that's running the industry right now. And then it also, I think it kind of proved to to bro at the time, like, yo, this guy's actually serious about trying to work. You know what yeah. I mean? And like I said, like, I'm sitting there like, all right, man, maybe if I put this card, this card in, maybe I can get some money out this machine, but I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> I made it back with that. And just from me being out there, it ran up the sales at the time for beats and some other shit going on. And then everything just kind of... You know, spiraled from there. So it's like, it's those real life sacrifices. If you sit at home and you like, man, I ain't gonna take this trip, man. Only got five hundred dollars, man. I ain't gonna take this trip. But then you take out of the five hundred, you take three hundred and you buy some Yeezys, and then you take the other right. two hundred and you bullshit and buy weed and fucking whatever. It's like, bro, you should have took your last five hundred and put that shit towards yourself and invested right. in yourself. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Go buy a fucking producer grind loop kit or something. Wow. <laughs> for real, for real. Like, you know, mm. that be the shit, man. You gotta gotta invest in yourself, man. You gotta make a real sacrifice, bro. Mm. If, you, if you don't make no sacrifice, you ain't gonna get it. Or if you might get it on some lucky shit, but it ain't gonna last. So you ain't gonna know what to do with it. All right. You know? James, man. Real for real. Let them know where they go follow you, bro. Man, at Kino Beats, K-I-N-O-B-E-A-T-S, Kino Beats, everything, uh, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever the fuck you use. LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> got a LinkedIn for it? Yeah, yeah, I got a LinkedIn. <laughs> I went to school, man. I got right, right. They told, look, this shit's so crazy in school, they said LinkedIn was going to be the next shit. And if you look at LinkedIn right now, bro, you might want to be on LinkedIn, bro. Mm. For real, for real. Like, yeah, that's, that's true. Earlier, you asked where you find the money at. It'd be them places, bro. Mm. Because you get to go to LinkedIn and you could go and look at Atlantic Records or Universal or all these different sites and you get to see who's somebody is uh Julia, Julia Gray, whatever the fuck, a random name, and you'll see on their LinkedIn, it'll say um financial manager at Atlantic Records mm. or fucking head of AR at so and so. They use LinkedIn and they use that shit more than Instagram. Mm. And if you get on there and you write them a message, you might get a response. Jim, mm, Jim, more Jim. <laughs> I'm saying I know some stuff, man. I know a little bit about a lot of things. Mm. <laughs> Work with what you got. Hell That's yeah. it, man. Work with what you got. When's the album coming? Um, no date, no date. I was gonna drop it in May, but I've been talking with this distribution company and trying to make things bigger than life. So, um, uh, it's definitely coming this summer. Definitely coming mm. this summer. I'm just adding more stuff to it, and you know, being a producer, 
and changing random shit for no apparent reason. <laughs> so it's like, out yeah, changing out snare me, drums and shit. Like, like, you listen I don't to like, it. yeah, I don't like this snare. Why, why would I use this? Because <laughs> you listen to it too much. Yeah, listen to it way too goddamn much. So I'm just going to end up just putting it out anyway and just, you know what I mean? Because I got so many other, so much other stuff um, brewing, but yeah, that's coming this summer for sure, though. What type of project is it? Is it a project you produce with a bunch of artists on it? Or... Yeah, it's a compilation. It's mm-hmm. a compilation with a um, with a bunch of different artists. Um, uh, that's that's really the problem because as I got back into my producer bag this year and really like made the focus, I swear, like every every week or two, I'm like, oh shit, this is my new sound. Mm. Ah, now this my new sound. Mm. You know what I mean? So then every time it's like I'm making new sounds, I go back and I listen to the project. I'm like, I don't even make beats like that no more. I don't, right. know, I don't like, you know what I mean? Mm. So it's just me being in my own head. Um, it's part of that, and then part of me um, wanting to to find the best uh, the best home for it because, like I said, I've been speaking with this distribution company to to really try to make things bigger than life. Um, but the original terms, so how, of the terms they gave me, I wasn't really too fond of. So I'm just waiting for them to um, to agree to my terms. And if they do, then we're going to do it that way. And if they don't, then I'm going to do it my way. So, mm. yeah. That Before you get out of here, I had a question. I seen a video you was talking about reworking, reworking beats, reworking songs. Yeah. Do you, I wanted to ask you, do you think that, well, first explain what it is. And then second, do you think that's a lost form of promotion in 2019? Yeah, that's crazy because that was something random I did like four or five years ago. I haven't done that in a while. Um, um, yeah, reworks are dope though. Reworks are dope. It's for popular songs. Because, so explain explain to them what a rework is. Yeah, well, when the first one I did was like Levels, uh, Meek Mill Levels. Um, uh, the song Meek Mill had Levels out, and I I put my own beat to the acapella. But I feel like it's dope for two reasons. One, because DJs like, I, matter of fact, DJ Greg Street reached out to me about that levels one. It's just like, yo, I'm about to start playing this version in the club. Mm. So it was good because it just forces, it forces clicks. And I feel like it's something good, especially in this day and age, because people just are click heavy. If they see something that they're familiar with, they're going to click. You know what I mean? So um, uh, that was lit. And I feel like it, Excuse me. It's kind of hard to tell somebody, yo, listen to my beat. It's like, okay, why? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if you're like, hey, listen to this song that you love so much, except the beat is different. You know, if the beat is hard, they're going to be like, yo, who the fuck made this beat? We got to get in tune with this 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 person. So um, I haven't done it. Like I said, I haven't done it in a while. It was something that I just, that I kind of tamper with, which I probably should do a lot more because it is, it is, it's not a bad thing to do. Mm. It really is not a bad thing. I've I've always garnered like great responses from it. I had people like I didn't realize it was actually a thing until I like started having a lot of people like hit me up like, "Yo, bro, I heard that rework you did, bro. Mm-hmm. That was dope." And I'm like, I just made the beat and was like, "Oh shit, you know, this kind of sounds like this song." And just dragged the acapella on top of it and then it went. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I didn't like sometimes I built to the acapella when I did it, but sometimes I just dragged the acapella on top of it and it flows. So you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool little gym. Yeah, little gym. I had to get that one in. There. I was like a rework. I was like, let me see what this. Is. Like, yeah, let me see what this is. <laughs> and really, it was just a it was a play on my theme as far as work as usual. So instead of it being like a remix, it's a rework. You know, what uh, I mean? yeah, okay. So that was okay. the whole thing. But you kind of made me think like I should probably bring that back and do that more. Mm. That'd be hard. Mm. Another dope episode in the books, man. 
All right, we out of here. <laughs> Peace, y'all. Yes, subscribe. Sir. Kino Beaks. Yes, Sign sir. out.